Now, one of Jesus' friends made a bad plan. And no one else knew what this bad plan was. But Jesus knew. And so did Judas. You see, Judas was going to go to the leaders and help them capture Jesus for simply 30 pieces of silver. As Jesus was there with his friends amongst the table, he looks up and he makes eye contact with Judas. And he says, go on. And with that moment, Judas gets up from the table, leaves the room, and walks into the darkness. Then Jesus picked up some bread, and he broke it. And he gave it to his friends. He picked up a cup of wine, and he thanked God for it, and he poured it out, and he shared it. He said, my body is like this bread. It will break. And my, this cup of wine is like blood, and it will pour out. But this is how God will rescue the world. My life will break so that God's broken world will mend, that my heart will tear apart and your hearts will heal. Just as a Passover lamb died, so now that I will die instead of you, my blood will wash away all of your sins and you will be clean inside, inside your hearts. So whenever you eat or drink, remember, Jesus said, I have come to rescue you. See, Jesus knew it was nearly time for him to leave and go back to his heavenly Father. I won't be with you long, he said, and you are going to be very sad. But God's helper will come, and you will be filled up with this forever happiness that won't ever leave, so don't be afraid. You are my friends, and I love you. Together, they, they sang their favorite song, and they walked to their favorite spot out to the Olive Garden. In the Olive Garden that night, wind picked up and was covering the moon with some clouds, kind of making it a little spooky. And Jesus simply went up to his friends and he said, stay with me. Of course they said yes. So they waited under the olive tree, but soon they grew tired and they fell asleep. And Jesus walked ahead into the darkness. Because you see, he needed to go talk to his heavenly father. He knew it was time for him to die. They had planned it so long ago, he and his father. Jesus was going to take the punishment for all the wrong things anybody had ever done or ever would do. Papa, Father, he asked. He said, Papa, Father, and he fell to the ground. And he says, is there any other way? Is there any other way that you can take this from me to win your children back, to heal their hearts, to get rid of the poison? But Jesus knew that there was no other way. God was going to pour into Jesus' heart all the sadness and brokenness in the people's hearts. That he was going to pour into Jesus' all the Jesus's body all the sickness in the people's bodies. God was going to blame his son for everything the world had done and had gone wrong, and it would crush Jesus. But there's something else. 
there's something even more horrible. That when people ran away from God, they lost God. And it was when it happened when they ran away. So not being close to God was like punishment. And Jesus was going to take that punishment. Jesus knew what that meant, that he was going to lose his father, and that Jesus knew that his heart would break into. Violent sobs came from Jesus, and his whole body shook because he was feeling the weight of everything that was going to happen. And then he stopped. He was quiet. He looked up. He said, whatever you say, Papa, whatever you say, I will do it. Suddenly through the trees, he saw a glisten of silver, and all of a sudden there was muffling of people talking, and he heard the marching of feet. And Jesus stood. He woke his friends. He went over, and he said, now, now is the time. He said gently, everything has ever been told about me is coming true. Coming true. And into the night with burning torches and lanterns, with swords, clubs, and armor, they came, an army of soldiers led by Judas to come and arrest Jesus. And Jesus was waiting for them. Then all of a sudden, Peter leapt up and he took a sword and he sliced off an ear of a guard. But Jesus came up and he healed it. And he looked at Peter, and he said, Oh, Peter, this is not the way. You see, Peter did not realize that no army, no matter how big, could ever arrest Jesus. Not unless Jesus let them. Then Jesus, who had never done anything except love people, was arrested as if he were a criminal. Jesus' friends were so afraid by this that they ran away and they hid in the shadows. The guards marched Jesus off and took him to the leaders, and the leaders put Jesus on trial in front of everyone. Are you the son of God, they asked? I am, Jesus said. Well, who do you think you are calling yourself a God? You should be killed because of you saying you are the Son of God. But the issue was, see, only Romans could kill criminals. So the leaders made a plan. They said, you know what we'll do? We'll tell the Romans that this man wants to be our king, and then they have no choice other than to crucify him. It's going to be all right, because it was God's plan. It was for that reason I was born into this world, Jesus said. And the Romans saw him. They said, ha, so you're the king, are you? Then I guess you'll need a crown and a robe. And they took thorns, and they put it together, and they made a crown and placed it on Jesus' head. They took purple robe, and they threw it over his shoulders mocking him. They pretended to bow down to him and said, your majesty, look what your people have done for you. Then they whipped him. They spat on him. The soldiers even said this. Soldiers even made a sign that put on the cross and said, king of the Jews. And that same cross they put on Jesus' back 
and he carried it himself out of the city on top of a hill. Jesus, who had never done anything wrong, but they were going to kill him the way criminals were killed. And then they nailed him on the cross. Jesus said, Father, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Well, you say you can rescue yourself and you can rescue us. Why can't you do it to yourself? But they were wrong, you see. Jesus could rescue himself. A legion of angels could come down right to his side only if he called. Well, if you're really the son of God, you could just climb down off that cross. And they were right. Jesus could have just climbed down. Actually, he could have just said one word to make it all stop. Like the time he healed the girl. Like the time he stilled a whole storm. Or like when he fed 5,000 people. But Jesus stayed. He stayed. You see, they didn't understand that it wasn't the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love. Papa. Papa, Jesus said, Papa said, where are you? Where did you go? Please don't leave me. For the first time, and the last time, when he spoke, nothing happened. Just a horrible, endless silence. God didn't answer. He turned away from his boy. Tears rolled down Jesus' face. The one who would wipe away every tear from every eye. And even though when all this was happening, it was midday, there was a darkness that covered the face of the earth, and the earth trembled and quaked. Great mountains shook until it seemed like the whole world would break and creation itself would tear apart. The force of the storm of God's fierce anger at sin was coming down on his own son instead of his people. Because this is the only way that God could destroy sin and not destroy his children whose hearts were filled with sin. Jesus, with one last breath, yelled out, it is finished. And it was. He had done it. Jesus rescued the whole world. Father, I give you my life. With one last breath and sigh, he let himself die. Jesus' his friends gently carried him down from the cross and they laid him in a tomb carved out of a rock. How could Jesus die? How could he do this to us? Wasn't he supposed to be the king of kings? Nothing makes sense. Well, that's the end of Jesus, the leader said. But let's just be sure. We'll hire two of the strongest guards that we have to go guard in front of the tomb, and let's also roll a huge rock in front of it so that no one can get in or out. 
Jesus' friends were sad. They would never see their best friend again. Again, how could this happen? It wasn't supposed to end like this. But whoever said it was the end? Just before sunrise on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright and the angel rolled the huge stone away and sat on top of it and waited because he saw in the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and women coming, bringing things to wash Jesus' body. And as these ladies were coming, they all of a sudden stopped. The tomb is open. And they peered inside with disbelief. Jesus' body is gone. Where could it have been? Do not be afraid. And like, with fright, like, they came back. Like, what? Of course they screamed. This man in like shining, like wonderful, like looks like lightning, all of a sudden was talking to them. What are you doing here? He said. Tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore. He is alive. And with this simple saying, the women leapt with joy and gladness, their hearts filled with hope again, and they felt for a moment that they had woken up from a nightmare. With this great news, women fled back to the city to tell others, but Mary stayed behind. You see, because she had more questions. How could this be true? Jesus definitely died. I was there. I saw it. He can't be alive. So she took some time to look for his body in the garden. And as she's walking through it, all of a sudden, Mary. Her heart leapt. Only one person said her name like that. She turned around to see a figure out in the distance. She put her hands up to cover the shade, to see what she could see. Jesus. Why is this story shared every year? Why is this the thing that when someone doesn't know who God is, this is the story that we choose to tell them? Because you guys, Jesus, who was fully God and fully human, came down to be with us, to live on the same earth, to know what we are going through. And he did this for us. And this changes everything. In fact, I love how Ephesians puts it. I'm going to put it up on the screen. It says, observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. I mean, this affected my own life. You see, I grew up knowing who Jesus was. I knew all the stories. But let me tell you this. It wasn't until I was living in a tent in California. It was after college. I know, it's crazy, living in a tent. All of a sudden, one morning, I woke up. And I, myself, went down to my knees I was like, God, I am so broken. 
I feel this weight of everything that I've decided and everything that's happened in my life. I'm so alone. Supposedly, you died for me. And I remember sitting there, just literally putting my hands up because I'm like, I have nothing to give you. But if what you say, Jesus, that you love me so much that you died for me, and this is real, I want you to know that. I want you to put that in my heart because I'm sick and tired of living like you are up there and I am down here. I'm yours. And in that moment, I wasn't necessarily like felt like healed, but I didn't feel alone anymore. That I knew that I could return to Jesus in this relationship. And that he would be walking alongside me every step of the way. Which led me to different places, which now led me to here on this stage share Jesus with you. Tonight, if you're feeling the same thing, if you've ever felt that, but you've never told anybody that like, hey, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. I don't want to be religious, or religion or something that you just repeat, but I just want to have a relationship with you. If you're feeling that, you've never told anyone, or you're thinking that tonight right now, I want you to share that with your leaders. I want you to share that with me, or those of the people that you trusted with, because we'd love to hear that. Because let me tell you, choosing Jesus is the best decision you could ever make. Would you guys pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, you are a Heavenly Father. You are a Father that cares for us in ways that we don't even comprehend or understand. But we come here tonight with you to hear your story, to hear your truth, that you love us so much, you've given so much, that we can be healed and to understand who you are, our God, our creator. Lord, when we are struggling, Lord, I want you just to speak into every single kid here in their hearts and their minds and the leaders as well, to let them know that you love them. You knew them before they were even born. Thank you for all that you have done and that you will do. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen.